0: Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We are into the first round of basketball's playoffs, and it has been incredibly, incredibly enjoyable. Some series may be all but done, uh, Toronto Raptors, and others are just getting more intense. BetOnline is the place to stop for all of your bets, props, odds, wagers, gambles, Plays and any and everything gambling during the basketball playoffs. Use our promo code BLEAVE, B L E A V, to get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up using the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. It Easy Podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network except it isn't live because it's a podcast. Welcome in everybody. It is 4:20 according to my count. May not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in anyways. Thank you again to everyone who's continued to support us. We had our largest one-day total for an episode in a while on the Luka Doncic generation and the Toronto Raptors and the Toronto Precious Achuas and our mini NBA playoff preview a week too late with the Slump Buster podcast. So thank you to everyone who supports that. And I wish you all happy holidays here on this fine Wednesday. Uh, We got Morgan from Australia to coming on the pod today. Love Morgan. She is an amazing, amazing person. And we're going to have so much fun with Morgan here today on the show. NBA shenanigans and all that. And as one very fine commenter put it in our reviews, of which you can leave on this episode or any of our episodes in the past, that uh, we have that Lebitardian Stugatz dynamic. The straight man and the court jester. And uh, I am... Definitely in this event, the straight man, the straight in air quotes man, and the court jester that is willing to play along or is willing to just blow up the show and throw feces all over the place. And sometimes it's good to throw feces all over the place. You can quote that in market. Kyle Ledbetter, 420, 2022. Sometimes it's good to throw feces all over the place. And so we have a fun banter back and forth. It's much more fun to be entertaining than it is to be serious. And we try and find that nice balance. Just like I talk about the Venn diagram of things I like to talk about and things you want me to talk about. We try and find that perfect blend every now and then. But sometimes I just got to talk about things I want to talk about. Sometimes we got to do the balance between entertainment and informative for example, Charles Barkley is entertaining because he is really good at entertainment. He's not super informed when it comes to basketball. He's informed enough about basketball. He's not really that informed about basketball, though, and that's what makes Charles Barkley fun when people watch him on broadcast. He is entertaining even if he's not informative and reporting Sometimes can be informative and not entertaining. We each find that balance and that rapport in our own lives, and we like to balance that out here with Morgan from Australia. We find a fun dynamic over the year that we've known each other for making really fun podcasts. And now that we've done about a couple dozen together, you get that chemistry built in as well. So Morgan joins us in a second. What we've kind of been doing is eulogizing Teams that are pretty much done at this point. Yesterday is probably gonna end up serving as a bit of a Toronto Raptors eulogy, even if it's not the most fair to them, because the Toronto Raptors are still only down 0-2. They're going back home. They technically just didn't steal a game from the 76ers, although I feel like that series is gonna be over in five and a half games, whether you want to call it five or whether you want to call it six is semantics, but they'll it'll be done in five and a half games between them and Philadelphia. And we kind of did the eulogy on Dallas yesterday, even though I said I didn't want to do the eulogy on Dallas. This is sometimes what happens. There's no like pressing breaking news to discuss. There's no nothing like that. So there is one team we can eulogize, though, and that is the New Orleans Pelicans because the New Orleans Pelicans ain't got a shot. In that series against the the Phoenix Suns, and by the way, just making it through the play-in round was a huge victory for the New Orleans Pelicans. Like the New Orleans Pelicans had a, a season where they coulda, shoulda, woulda been out of the play-in. In the event the Lakers don't decide to tank everything, and the Blazers end up to, or Damian Lillard doesn't go out for the season, and the Blazers start actively tanking games to get their higher draft pick to possibly support. Damian Lillard with a top draft pick in this year's draft like the Blazers did the equivalent of what the Warriors did a couple years ago when they got James Wiseman which by the way as fun as this Warriors run has been and as much as our Warriors video went viral uh, like our highlight video of Klay Thompson and Steph Curry went viral on YouTube yesterday and I enjoyed looking at that number go up and up and up on watching that video at the same time like the Golden State Warriors kind of effed up in not drafting LaMelo Ball. Regardless what you think of fit with that team, like, they kind of effed up in not getting LaMelo Ball instead of James Wiseman. That's going to go down as, like, if the Warriors... That could have been, like, a... a, If the Warriors are this close to making the conference finals, which I feel like they are, they're, like, a LaMelo Ball versus James Wiseman away from making it to the finals. Like, that's kind of the the difference in a series that might end up being kind of close between memphis or even between phoenix i think phoenix is a better team but warrior no one's ready to count out the warriors yet on that so if the warriors are one of the two best teams in the west like the difference between lamello ball and james wiseman could be like the difference in the warriors winning a championship or making a championship and not But we're not ready to have that conversation, are we yet? So we'll just talk about the New Orleans Pelicans a little bit because Zion Williamson is the dominant story. We did a podcast a couple weeks ago with Juju Talk Sports about Zion Williamson, which I think is infinitely fascinating because we don't know any information about Zion Williamson right now. We have not heard anything from his camp on what he plans to do. We just know he was in Portland for four months rehabbing his injury. And it was kind of like a Kawhi Leonard situation where it's like, he'll be ready in six weeks. And six weeks turned into three months, three months turned into four months, four months turned into the all-star break, all-star break turned into the entire season. And so that's kind of the camp that we were in with Zion Williamson. And the thing that I emphasized really clearly is like, We don't have information right now, and the only speculation we have is he was in Portland for four months away from the team, he didn't call CJ McCollum after two weeks of him being on the team, and he might be fat. And those are the only things we have to work with on Zion Williamson, which, by the way, even the fat stuff, there are conflicting reports on that. There are conflicting reports on just how much Zion weighs. Some people have said 260. Some people have said 340. Like... There are so many conflicting reports on Zion Williamson, and then he did a windmill dunk on Instagram, and all of a sudden, everything is resolved. Like, we just don't know anything. We only know bits and pieces, and we're trying to fill in the math because the NBA is built on stakes and storylines, and Zion Williamson is going to get crapped on for all the reasons people crap on a young person because he feels entitled to get out of New Orleans and go to New York because he once upon a time said he loved the Mecca and everyone assumed he wanted to go to the Knicks in the 2019 draft lottery. Like, we have nothing to work on with Zion Williamson other than the fact he doesn't like David Griffin, he was in Portland for four months, he didn't talk to CJ McCollum for two weeks, and he might be fat. Those are the only things we know about Zion Williamson over the past few years, and also, he started in the All-Star game at 21 years old (laughs) like those are the things we only those are the only things we know about Zion at this point and it sucks from the standpoint of he is a generational talent who has only played like what is it 80 something games in his first three years we also can't be short-sighted on that because Joel Embiid only played 39 games in his first three years and protecting the body back then helped Joel Embiid have the next 10 years of his career or next six years of dominance that we've been watching Joel Embiid have since 2017 when that cat thing happened and the Sixers made the playoffs in the, as a three seed and the process was coming true and we had t-shirts of Sam Hinkie dying for your sins. Protecting the body of Zion is by and large the most important thing because even full seasons don't matter in the grand scheme of things for Zion Williamson. Even full seasons, it is more important to protect the body. Like, the the longevity of that guy's career means that full seasons, when he's in his mid-20s and early 30s, are going to be competing for championships, or at least have the possibility where he can be the best player on a championship team. And the Pelicans, by the way, who have effed this up royally, like the Pelicans after the Anthony Davis trade and getting Zion Williamson with the top pick, they have effed this thing up so bad David Griffin probably should get fired even though they got the eight seed this year in the playoffs. Like they have, they they got the number four pick from the Lakers that could have been DeAndre Hunter. Again, a fine player. DeAndre Hunter is nothing special, but a fine 18 point a game player, top 70 player in the NBA. They traded down and got two first round picks. Those picks ended up becoming Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Nikhil Alexander-Walker no longer on the, the New Orleans Pelicans. Jackson Hayes backup center for the Pelicans at this point. They traded another first round pick for Steven Adams. They had to give up another for or, no, I'm sorry, they got a first round pick to dump or to yeah to dump Steven Adams onto Memphis and get Valanchunas. I think they actually know they had to put in a first round pick. So they gave a first round pick to OKC to get Steven Adams. They had to give up another first round pick to dump him on Memphis so they could get Jonas Valanciunas. They then traded, or they then drafted Kyra Lewis Junior. with the thirteen pick in the draft. That has been a catastrophic bust for them, and so it's just been a really bad run over the past couple of years for the Pelicans. To the point where they just had to go trade for CJ McCollum by giving up Larry. Or wait, they got Larry Nance Junior. I think they got Larry Nance Junior. But they traded Josh Hart, and they traded multiple draft picks. Or Josh Hart, one draft pick and, and another piece. I forgot who else they traded, but they had to trade pieces to get um, CJ McCollum. And they also let Lonzo Ball walk in free agency where Lonzo Ball had some level of value. And the only thing they got in a sign and trade was like Garrett Temple and Thomas Sadaransky. <laughs> so they've effed this up really bad in the three years post Zion or post Anthony Davis leaving. Pelicans have effed this up real bad. And again, with the Zion thing, we don't know anything right now. We will find out this summer because he is eligible for the Supermax extension. If he doesn't sign it and he says he's going to take a qualifying offer, the Pelicans have little choice but to trade him. If not at the start of the season into next season, they will have no choice but to trade him because after his fifth year, he can be an unrestricted free agent and clearly doesn't want to return to New Orleans. They could sit him out for months at a time looking for the best trade offer Overall, if he decides that the end result will be him leaving New Orleans, which would be totally unprecedented, by the way, totally unprecedented decision. And at the same time, Zion has the leverage to do it because no matter how injured he may be, someone is going to take the risk on giving him a max contract. Someone guarantee will take the risk on giving Zion Williamson a max contract. He's already locked in that max contract by whatever team ends up getting him. And so if he wants to leverage play his way out of New Orleans, even if he can't dictate the place he goes next, he has the power and leverage to do so. We'll find out this summer if that's what he wants to do or if he's just simply unhappy with David Griffin and he wins a power struggle and he gets the $210 million from New Orleans instead of the 150 he can get from somewhere else. We'll see what ends up happening there. The most interesting part of it, though, is from the Pelicans' standpoint, With a team led by Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, you're going to be in that 500 category most of the time. And in a year where the Lakers and Blazers both decided to just punt on games at the end of the season, you two could get into the play-in mix, and by beating the Clippers because the Clippers blew a 15-point lead, you can get a first-round series where you get blanked by the Clippers, in the natural progression of superstars, which we talked about yesterday with Luca, and we talked about it with Ja Morant, and what happened with, well, I guess Toronto wasn't the same way, but when you draft a, a, a generational star at the top of the draft, which, if you're looking at the generational stars of the Luca era, it is Luca, it is Ja Morant, it's Zion, it's Anthony Edwards, it's Lamelo Ball. And we're starting to see about Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham, but they also might be a younger generation than even Zion Williamson and Luka Doncic because those guys are headed towards being 24, while Cade Cunningham and Jalen Green are like 19, 20 right now. So maybe they're even a younger generation. But the stars of the ge- of the baby generation are looking like Luka as the the guy, Jaw and Zion and Ant Man and Lamelo Ball. Those are the future stars of the NBA. Of you know of an era, but who people who were drafted between 2018 and oh Trey Young also in the mix. Sorry, forgot about Trey Young. Trey Young, I'm so sorry, Trey Young. You are right there in the mix too. Trey Young, Ja, Zion, Ant Man, Lamelo Ball. Those guys are all right in the mix of generational stars behind Luca. All of them are entering their primes at the same time, and all of their teams have similar trajectories, which was they went from the bottom of the lottery to bad instead of tanking to can maybe make the playoffs, to make it or to maybe make the play-in, to make a seven game series, et cetera, et cetera. The Pelicans are following that model with Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Now the difference is a team built on Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum, this is the peak of what that team can be. A team led by Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and Jonas Valanciunas can only get you to the eight seed. That is the best that can possibly do for you. Where they take the next leap is with Zion Williamson, and if Zion Williamson decides he doesn't want to play for the Pelicans, which again, we don't know that's the case at all, we'll just find out this summer if that is the case or not, we will find out sooner than later if they have a chance to improve that trajectory and compete in the Western Conference with three generations of stars all at the same time. Because the one unique thing about the NBA right now is most of the stars... From the Giannis generation, which is roughly players drafted between 2013 and 2017, which they'll all enter their primes at around the same time, which is about right now, those players are predominantly in the Eastern Conference. You have Devin Booker in the West, who's you know maybe the fifth generational star, but Giannis is one, Jokic, Embiid. Jokic is playing on a team that can't compete in the West because they've used all their resources up even though Jokic guarantees them 50 wins just by having him on the team. So they have Giannis over there and Bede in the East, Jokic here in the West, Jason Tatum over in the East, Anthony Davis kind of in purgatory in the West. And you have Jason, uh, I said Jason Tatum, who's the last person? Oh, Devin Booker, who's the King of the West right now. And then the generation before that, you have Durant in the East, Jimmy Butler in the East, and then you can kind of slide in with, uh, um Steph Curry and the Warriors, who are kinda like aging out slowly but steadily right now, and Westbrook's aged out and Harden's aging out at this point, but he's still in the East. So you have a power vacuum at the top of the West, and what makes that Timberwolves Grizzlies series so much fun is that it's the young people coming for the crown in the Western Conference and it's Luca who we talked about yesterday could have had a deep playoff run. It's interesting to see that power shift in the Western Conference from being the powerhouse for all of those years and then adding LeBron and Kawhi Leonard and as LeBron and Kawhi Leonard age out of the sport now you have a power vacuum because this generation's great players all happen to be in the Eastern Conference except for Devin Booker and Jokic and Anthony Davis who's kind of stuck in purgatory right now and so who's going to fill the void well this year in the regular season it was 55 win John Morant 22 years old it was Um, 50-win Warriors with the aging Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green courts still together. And obviously Jordan Poole and Wiggins added to the mix now as younger pieces and what should have been LaMelo Ball. It's Dallas. And in the near future, it's what could be the Pelicans. And I'm not 100% sure if that's how the Pelicans are going to roll with it. We'll see what happens. By the way, Donovan Mitchell also in that camp too is kind of a tweener. Between the generations, because he's an older guy at this point. Donovan, I, I saw the internet was going off yesterday, or I guess it would be today. Wait, I guess it would be on Tuesday. On Tuesday, the internet was going off about Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell hasn't really changed his numbers since his second year in the league in 2019, and how he's now basically becoming the Carmelo Anthony of his generation completely fair comp, I've never seen more accuracy in a statement there, he is his generation's Carmelo Anthony, volume scorer, gives you 25 a game, he's been at it for five, six years with Utah, and getting ready to look at something new happening, or Utah's going to get rid of Rudy Gobert, and shake things up a little bit, and get snazzy, but That's pretty much where things stand with uh, our buddy Donovan Mitchell is like he's in that generational great group and also he's a tier three star and so is Bam Adebayo by the way. I know I didn't mention Bam Adebayo in the group but Bam Adebayo does kind of get to be in the mix of things too there. So very fun for a buddy Bam and company who are in that younger generation of guys and they're tier three stars and if they're your second best player you've got a chance to win a championship and if they're your best player you're the Utah Jazz who can't put away the Dallas Mavericks without Luka Doncic, and they're going to let Luka come back and possibly win the series. Not sure how this got off track from the Pelicans. That's the closest eulogy I can give you for the Pelicans, was Pelicans did not expect to be here. They are the version of the Bulls. They are the version of the Magic that we've laughed at in the past. They're like the Pistons with Blake Griffin. Pretty cool that you got to be the 8th seed. And this is the best you're going to be unless Zion Williamson carries you into becoming a legitimate threat in the Western Conference. Which again, we don't know what's going to happen there. We got to wait until the offseason. Because push will come to shove this offseason when we find out if Zion wants to sign his extension or not. We just don't know right now. We'll find out in the off season. We just don't know right now. New sponsor alert. It's the good people over at CreditKarma.com, sponsoring the Take It Easy podcast. Credit Karma can help you look for a low-interest personal loan that could help you save money while you pay off a purchase or pay down old credit card debt. Credit Karma compares loan offers for free, and it will not affect your credit score to use CreditKarma.com. If you're ready to apply, you can use the link in the description to this episode Or head to creditkarma.com slash loanoffers to see your personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loanoffers to find the loan for you. Creditkarma.com slash loanoffers. Credit Karma. Apply with more confidence today. Hello. Hello. Good morning.
1: I don't know how good this is
0: huh let's
1: show sure how good my sound is
0: is it okay your sound yeah you're fine okay let me turn mine up just to be safe but yeah you sound good sweet well wow. how are you feeling i'm feeling good how are you feeling I'm feeling very good except it's not morning where I am but it is a morning for you. So you've got your whole day ahead of you. Your whole 420 to look forward to. Oh yeah. No, not really. Eh, could just be a day. Could have another your whole day. day.
1: It it just is a day. That's it for me. Yeah. It's um, just a day. It's just another Wednesday, hump day. All right
0: congratulations i Thank would you. say it's not hump day where i am but technically by the time people are listening to this it will be
1: yeah um it's just it's day one of my days off so it's a it's a great day
0: well that's good very happy to hear that you get a day off you have five you get five damn that's a win
1: yeah i've worked hard the last week i've got five days off now
0: good job I hope you enjoy those five days doing well. whatever Morgan does other than netball and the footy. Oh. Do, we any, do we have any netball or footy updates this week?
1: Uh, well, we're injured, but we're going to play Friday night. So.
0: Okay. That's good <laughs> to tra- hear. We're
1: training tonight, so we'll see if we survive training. If we survive training, we're good to go Friday
0: night. Is this for the netball or the footy? Netball. That's good. All uh, right. Round, that's
1: for round one. Um, yep.
0: Exciting. This is becoming Morgan's unofficial netball slash footy updates every time we do these shows.
1: Yeah. So the league's trolling me, though. They released photo- Yeah, well, the league is trolling and beating me. So they released four photos of some of the netballers um, when they released the fixture. And three of the girls are smiling and I look like I'm going to kill your family.
0: <laughs> ah.
1: <laughs> and then inside the article, there are five photos of netballers and four of them are smiling and I look like I'm going to kill your family. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's hilarious at this point. Like, By the way, to- on
0: that sentence, your gain turned up really high on the microphone. Uh, I didn't know what
1: happens. Anyway, so it does look like I'm going to kill your family.
0: That, that there you go that's good uh it's good to know that you're gonna kill your family on that one no no uh, not
1: mine yours Yours. you're
0: gonna kill my family yeah okay so you look like you're gonna kill my family how about you're gonna kill yeah. the other three people in the photos family
1: i know anyone looking at the photo <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: awful like a like a carry situation all over it's so bad that's good to know but what okay.
1: I, like they're trolling me, I can't help that.
0: I don't have any other shirt window to work in I used up Troel and bead already, so I don't have yeah, any no. other small windows to work in with.
1: No, I, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the furry in DM, so you can see the three smiling bitches and me.
0: Let's let's see real quick. <laughs> oh my Brilliant. gosh, that's so perfect oh no Mm -hmm. why did they have to do you like that it's not even the most flattering photo either oh my gosh they did you so dirty with that this is what
1: they do to me every year (laughs) everyone else gets to smile and i get to look like angry
0: it doesn't help also that your guys' jerseys are black and so it's already yeah. giving off the the mean vibe where mm-hmm. everyone else has got some yellow, some red, one of them's just blue altogether and then mm-hmm. there there's yours that also looks like it's not cropped exactly properly like you can kind of see the pixels coming off the end also. Mm-hmm. It's
1: very very fun. nice.
0: That reminded me of something I'll send you to so that we can uh, we can navigate this because it is the 15th anniversary of uh, something I didn't realize existed, but is absolutely incredible. But we can talk about that a little bit later. To, back to your photo on this audio medium that does, look it does indeed look like you're about to kill my family or you just heard like a really bad joke, like someone who thought they were funny and it was just really insensitive. That's no, how I'm yeah, seeing it right now. It's absurd. Yeah, it is, it is a brutal, brutal photo of you. I'm sorry that they have trolled you in such a way. Although it is cool that you get to be on the cover of the round one through four fixtures of the Victoria University Netball League. Yeah. By the way, I have sent you a link to this amazing video of, uh, if I'm describing play-by-play for people, it is the famous video of a 2007 Boston Red Sox Los Angeles Angels game in which a foul ball is hit kind of to the Steve Bartman area of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this for days. It's hit towards the Steve Bartman section of left field and a fan kind of reaches over, kind of doesn't. The ball's already being hit foul and he hits the baseball and some beers spill, and the left fielder, whose name I don't know, is kind of upset. And then Anderson. a Red Sox fan just throws a straight piece of pizza, just throws a piece of pizza at the guy who interfered with the foul ball, just a full ass slice of pizza from four <laughs> rows over, just hits him square in the shoulder. It is just, it is just mesmerizing. Yeah.
1: The fielder is Anderson. He was angry
0: <laughs> anderson the old two from the famous 2007 anaheim angels if you had to guess how many games do you think the 2007 angels won 30 i mean come on it's baseball the worst <laughs> team in the history of baseball still wins 60 games sorry i've been
1: mesmerized by the pizza
0: it would be i i did this to myself because i didn't know what the actual answer was i forgot the angels made the alcs in like 2009 they actually won 94 games that's Uh, a lot yeah i know i I did that to myself i was hoping it would be somewhere in the 70s like literally every angels team since 2014 Mm -hmm.
1: that's great they that is the bartman area
0: yeah it is hit I, I, towards the the Bartman section. Yeah, of, I'm currently of, wearing
1: a Chicago Cubs top, and I feel trolled again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they're at least not terrible. That's a good thing for the Cubs this year. They're not terrible.
1: Surprisingly not terrible. Yeah,
0: surprisingly not that? terrible. You play I in a division that. with Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, you're going to win a bare minimum 75 games. Mm-hmm. We'll take Even it even though you traded the entire team last year and then decided don't to talk about this. that. Don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about it. Is it like Bruno? About
1: Bruno. We don't talk about Kyle Bryant at the Rockies. No, no, no.
0: What did you just call him?
1: Oh, uh, Chris Bryant. Why am I calling Kyle? I, it was very sad to see him play there. And I don't understand why he's there.
0: I don't either. Just, it doesn't make any sense. I like no. Colorado is literally actively paying like hundred and thirty million dollars to Nolan Arenado to not play for them, no. <laughs> and they're yeah. they're so
1: who's better? And it just makes no sense.
0: I mean, you could make an argument that Arenado's better than Chris Bryant, but what what was no, the point on the of...
1: podcast?
0: They did make that argument
1: yeah, on the podcast. Yep.
0: Uh, I I think I'd probably make the argument too in favor of Arenado because that dude is just so incredibly good at defense. And at, at the very least, he's not quite in the Goldschmidt territory. I can't believe I'm doing serious baseball analysis in the goal. He's not in the Goldschmidt territory where, like, every time he comes up, I'm petrified of him getting a hit. But at the same time, he hits like 270, 280. He can hit 40 home runs in a season if he so chooses or he plays enough games because Arenado has been hurt the past few years, but Mm. I still, he's still very good hitter and amazing defensive player. And he will always hold a place in my heart because I always remember I was like 11 or 12 years old and I watched his major league debut because it happened to be against the Padres on a sad Friday night in Colorado. Wow
1: baseball talk
0: yeah (laughs) bach
1: in the middle of april great
0: in the middle of april i mean there's there's no better time than to talk about what is what is what is the colorado rockies record right now colorado rockies uh i thought they were pretty good to start seven three how about that I bet that it does not matter at all. That's the equivalent of like the Jaguars beating the Colts in week one of the season, but still, how about that?
1: Absolutely. Does not matter. But anyway,
0: anyways, okay. Well, del- how about, uh,
1: have, have you seen any basketball lately,
0: Kyle? Have I watched any basketball lately? I'm currently mm-hmm. watching basketball as we speak right now. Are you? I I'm sort feeling. of, huh?
1: How are you feeling about basketball.
0: How am I feeling about basketball? I'm feeling thoroughly entertained. I'm feeling thoroughly entertained by basketball.
1: It's okay. I
0: guess. I'm I'm not even gonna be like the the anti-Boston Celtic person. So I, I realized something this week is that I have uh, I, I have surrounded myself on this fine podcast here. I've surrounded myself with Boston people for some reason. Like three of our seven regular friends of the show happen to be Boston Celtics fans. And so I find myself having to like aggressively shoot down these Celtics fans that think they're a championship caliber team when they are just a very good team. And so. I find myself being anti Boston, but I don't want to be anti Boston after that game. After that amazing basketball game, I don't want to be anti Boston. It was so cool. It was so fun. They were going to get a game stolen here. I can guarantee both teams are going to win 2 games in the series. The other 3 games, I have no idea what's going to happen. And that's awesome. That's what I can ask for out of this. Even if I still think the Nets are going to the Nets can win in 6. I'm not going to say the Nets will win in 6. The Nets can win in 6. So, Sound hostile. I don't want to be hostile. It's just mm-hmm. I, everyone's going to come after me for the Celtics thing. And yes, I've kind of put too much emotional stability in the Nets winning this series because it would validate everything I believe about the NBA regular season. And at the same time, it's a fun matchup. They're both relatively yeah. evenly matched. They're the relatively
1: the entertaining.
0: Yes, it's they are very incredibly...
1: They're both very fun to watch. The Celtics, um, uh, like the Nets have they have great offense, and the Celtics have great defense. They're the Defensive Player of the Year. Shout out to Marcus Smart.
0: What a Fourth win! Fourth best defender on the Boston Celtics, according to Tom Habistro. and the best defender in the league. So get yeah. that set in your face. What you got to do with it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. I, I stopped caring about awards about three years ago, um, although, you them,
1: and that's <laughs> me today.
0: That's good. And you know what? You should be able to have that. You should be able to have that because ultimately that's all these awards are for, right? Is telling the story of NBA which is why that's the argument I'll make for Joel Embiid to win MVP. There is no statistical case that Joel Embiid is better than Jokic or Giannis this year, although he is clearly third and no one else is close to being fourth. But if we're going to tell the history of the NBA, it should stand that Giannis has two MVPs, Jokic has one, and Embiid has one. That would best reflect how good these players were during their era. And I'm okay with that. If we're going to be lazy and just tell the story of NBA history through MVPs and Defensive Player of the Years, then that should be fair on their part. But whatever, whatever.
1: I'm very interested in the game that's currently on right now.
0: That would be the uh, the the Heat and the Hawks.
1: <laughs> the Heat and the Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, Warriors South.
0: Warriors South the the team that we fell in love with last I'm still uh the mayor of Warriors South although um yeah. I I'm just I'm brutally disappointed by Travis <laughs> schlentak oh Schlentak. what's a I'm, I'm, that that is the name of the general manager for the Atlanta mm. Hawks is Schlentak he was uh wow. Bob Myers number two number two is Christmas he was Bob Myers number two for about five years right before Kevin Durant got there and then he left to become the general manager of the Hawks and he drafted Trey Young. He's done pretty much nothing else other than that, <laughs> but he did okay. draft Trey Young.
1: Uh, resting on his laurels.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed that they literally added or subtracted nobody from last year's team and we're now the eighth seed this year, which is just further confirmation that, yeah, the Sixers just catastrophic, like all time collapsed in that series. Just yeah. one in 778 chance of losing, given that they were up 25 in game five and up 24 in the second half in game seven.
1: You just can't look at your roster and go, Kevin Herter, yeah, I sit with this. This is good. <laughs>
0: But we knew that last year. Like they just, it was like in the series last year, it's like someone's going to give them 25. One time it's going to be Herder. One time it's going to be Bogdanovich. One time it's going to be Gallinari. They're pretty much all Bogdanoviches. Like pretty much they didn't change anything about the roster. Um, And now they're an eight seed, which they probably should have been last year. They just, you know, happened to be the four seed that or five seed that matched up against the Knicks in the first round. And now we know the Knicks are terrible. Yeah. Oh. I also, um, I use the code word of Bogdanovich because I feel like I, I s- I've said for years, every team needs a Bogdanovich in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Um, and so now that term has kind of just grown to like any player who like can give you 20 points a game and like shoots five threes and is often a white guy. Um, yeah. I have taken this to the extreme now that um, after Donovan Mitchell, players 12 through 11 in the Jazz and Mavericks series are all Bogdanovichs. It's just all Bogdanovich running up and down the court other than Donovan yeah. Mitchell.
1: Yeah, I know. I get that. I get that. They're the kind of players that um, usually tear the Celtics apart. The Gallinari's.
0: <laughs> the Gordon Hayward's.
1: Mm, the, the J.J. Reddicks.
0: <laughs> the J.J. Reddicks, that's fair. Uh, who else is in that camp? Uh, who's that one person who would always destroy the Miami Heat that Mike Ryan complains about all the time? Mm. I can't remember who it was now. It was someone on the Hornets. Oh, Malik Monk. Malik Monk. Oh. He's in that camp. Someone's going to pay Malik Monk $15 million this offseason. It's going to be really funny when it's the Pacers.
1: Yeah, it won't be us. Yeah,
0: no, will not be the the Boston Celtics. Um, no. What's going on in the Hawks Heat game? Because this series is the Heat are going to win it, but it's still fun basketball because it's Trey Young.
1: Um, I should probably. I'm only watching the score update on my phone, so it's probably not um up to date.
0: That's okay. Let's see what it is. It is currently Atlanta forty-two, Miami forty-one. This is riveting basketball for yeah, riveting
1: yeah. content. My- that's absolutely correct. I wasn't, I wasn't at at the right time. I had thirty nine forty one, so the the Hawks are three points ahead of where I had them.
0: That I'd is good that Tra- for them. I'd, say,
1: I'd look, I'm just going to use my powers of prediction and say Trey Young shot a three.
0: I wow. cannot confirm nor deny, but uh, the the Hawks did indeed score four points since then. Uh, oh, they scored three. That's incorrect. What did I say?
1: Thirty-nine to forty-two is three points.
0: What did I say?
1: Four.
0: Oh, whoops! That's all right. That's some... not his
1: strong suit. It wasn't even him. Don't worry about it.
0: Okay, good to know. <laughs> no, I saw I saw Miami go to the free throw line and make a free throw, and I thought that oh, was the hot. Oh, it
1: was. It was Kevin Herder.
0: Oh, it was Kevin Herder, the turtle. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. How about that?
0: Although, although Rajon Rondo is the turtle, but I guess. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you i i, <laughs> I was shocked rajan Rondo's a cav i was too by the way trey young just hit a, a nice little step back on kyle lowry uh he's already got 16 points so it looks like tom Haberstrow might might hit on his uh his parlay wow the first the first levitard show parlay to hit possibly <laughs> as long as the hawks win hmm This show is presented by Athletic Greens. We've told you about Athletic Greens before. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to get your body right. Athletic Greens is one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. That's 365 days worth of Athletic Greens. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. You can also use the link in the description to this episode. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If, if i don't we really wait. like kyle lowry what'd you say
1: i don't like kyle lowry
0: why do you not like kyle lowry don't know that's fair something <laughs> i mean it's, it's unfair to kyle lowry but you know what it's valid not sure why just not if not a fan of kyle lowry
1: i just I- don't see that he's that great
0: I mean, Kyle Lowry was always a, a, an above-average player, right? Like the the reason he'll make the Hall of Fame is more like stat accumulation than anything else, which yeah. I understand if people don't like that part of it. And being the second-best player on a championship team, like we we overvalue championships so much that it will give Kyle Lowry the the bump there. But you're correct, Kyle Lowry only made one All-NBA team and six All-Stars, so you know he's on the, he the never, precipice he, of a Hall of he Fame. He never had, had to be
1: the dude. He never had to be the dude. I, mean, I think that's was.
0: okay though. Like, I think that Kyle Lowry. I mean, in fairness, Kyle Lowry was the dude the one year after Kawhi. I guess Pascal Siakam. Never mind. I guess Siakam in kind there. of took over the mantle a little yeah. bit. But
1: I still. I I feel like I respect that he's a he's a thick king there.
0: <laughs> he is a thick king, absolutely. Kyle Lowry is a thick, thick king. Uh, it that dude has a cake of an ass. In fact, I'm looking yeah. at it right now because he's shooting free throws. It's, a bench. From it's
1: an absolute bench.
0: Trey young just buried a three pointer, 19 points. Yeah. Gosh, I, all the, I haven't watched a single Hawks game since the conference finals last year. And all these names are just flooding back to me right now. Like, I just saw uh, what's his name. Uh, Deandre Hunter just get a layup. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, Deandre Hunter. So good. I shouldn't. It's like, it's not even like, I don't know. He exists. Like I literally talked about him on the segment earlier on the podcast. Cause I was talking about how shitty the New Orleans Pelicans have been since getting Zion Williamson. And they traded the pick that became Deandre Hunter, but these guys were so fun last year. They just, it's like when I watch too much of a hockey team, cause they make a run to the Stanley cup final. And I can name like every player on only that team. That's what the Hawks feel like to me because it's all the same team from last year.
1: It's also familiar.
0: Yeah, because this was the team we fell in (laughs) love with the anarchists who defeated the Philadelphia 76ers because the Philadelphia 76ers had one of the craziest choke jobs in the history of the sport.
1: Imagine if they choked from here.
0: (laughs) Oh, gosh, gosh, (laughs) don't don't even get me started there. If they lose, uh, (laughs) smart basketball people like Zach Harper and Tom Haberstroh were trying to convince me that the Toronto Raptors were good. Like, just they were trying to convince me. I
1: said it. That's because I was like, well, I I like Tom Haberstroh. I think he's good. I'm gonna go with it.
0: No, they, they were trying to make me think that I, just because I didn't watch more than like 20 hours of regular season basketball, and that might be generous to say 20 hours, and I wasn't watching Toronto Raptors games, that I was missing something during the regular season. I didn't. They're still the Toronto Raptors. They're still yeah. they're best players of Fleet. I was, yeah. I, everyone was trying to tell me Toronto was good. Toronto yeah. could beat the 76ers. Yeah,
1: I listened to you yesterday, right? So I listened to you pat yourself on the back and be like, oh, her de, you don't need to watch basketball to know basketball. I know everything there is to know and I don't watch anything. Like, you were right on one thing. Like, you were wrong about plenty of others, but you glossed over them completely. You kept calling the Celtics a play-in team, which they were not. I like, pivoted on that. No, though. no, 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 like, no, no, no. Yeah, you know, no, 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 you didn't. You, you, you kept calling them that a play-in team, and they, uh-huh. well, I'm going to you. They're not a play-in team. carl they're not a play-in team. You're wrong. And they finished second. I they're am wrong. Leading yes. this series. Yeah, yeah, I was you, wrong no, no. two months ago yeah. on
0: the Boston yeah, Celtics.
1: Yeah, yeah, wrong is wrong. So yesterday, when you were patting yourself on the back about getting the Toronto thing right. You didn't really go, but I got the Boston thing wrong. You got, no, I had them in my teams to make the playoffs. You had them making the play in. That wasn't the same thing.
0: Here's where I was wrong about Boston is <laughs> I thought you said Boston, they were good. I said Boston was the seventh or eighth team in the Eastern conference. Yes, that is correct. Right. And so I have adjusted now. I was wrong about that. Jason Tatum averaged 33 points a game towards the back end of the season. Right. So they are now the fifth best team in the Eastern Conference. And if you, wanted no, to convince, not. if you wanted to convince me they're better than Miami, I'd be willing to hear you out on that. They are either the fourth or fifth best team in the Eastern Conference. I was no, a tear off not. on the Boston Celtics, and that is you're, where I will say I was wrong.
1: And you're about to be shown to be wrong again. Yes, because possibly. Because you're so determined to push up against these three regular friends you have on this podcast who come at you with dude you're wrong like it's not like dude you're wrong we just we're fanboys and we want to tell you that we're good we are good
0: you aren't better on paper than the brooklyn nets though and that well, doesn't mean play you- on paper you dickhead yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean you can't win the series. I said nets in six, but if it goes nets in seven, like anything can happen in a seventh game. The seventh game paper. is a crapshoot. We're
1: not playing, we're not going to seven games.
0: Celtics in six?
1: Celtics in five.
0: <laughs> ah, Celtics in five. That's so adorable. It's so adorable that you guys think that you guys are NBA championship caliber good. It's so cute. I didn't
1: say we're winning the NBA championship. I said it would be the Brooklyn Nets in five.
0: But that would be championship caliber good because Brooklyn is like probably... I mean, it's two you. through f-
1: you're the one making sweeping statements. No, I'm two, three, like, two through five, five in the
0: East are all really close to each other. So I'm going to say like, I would put, if you're pinning me down and making me choose, Baber, if you're pinning me down and making me choose, Brooklyn's probably number two in the East, but I'm just doing that based on Kevin Durant. So like two through five are all really close to each other in the Eastern conference. So, you know, beating Brooklyn in five would be, You are championship caliber good because I don't even think the Bucks can beat Brooklyn in five, and the Bucks are far and away the best team in the East. So that's that would be very very startling if Boston wins that series in five. five
1: And absolutely nobody is hostile, not Kyrie, not at all, not hostile. (laughs) I always give people the double middle fingers, and then I'm not hostile about it.
0: Okay, so. If Jason Tatum doesn't score that game winner, you guys are totally screwed. And the reason I say you guys are totally screwed is Kevin Durant did not play good in game one. Kevin Durant scored 24 points, but he took like, what, 30 shots or something like that? He took like, I think it was like 26, 25 shots in the game. So that was really good job by y'all. You did the thing that never happens, which is hold Kevin Durant below 30 points. And if you would we have lost that play game, well. that would have been a big ol' L.
1: We didn't play well. We didn't defend well, and none of our shots went in.
0: Yeah, but the good thing you can say That's also— That's not going to happen
1: again. Kyrie's good- not going to shoot like that again.
0: Kyrie's is more likely to shoot like that again than like Kevin Durant yep. is to play that poorly again. So that's kind of the weird trade-off. The good news also is for Boston is if you told me Jason Tatum would average 31, eight and four the entire series, I'd believe that. So that part was definitely sustainable. Like mm-hmm. they could definitely do that again. That's good news for Boston. Yeah.
1: Good news. Happy days. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Boston. <laughs> Boston's awesome. Boston's fun. That game was so much <laughs> fun. Just because I say they're the fourth or fifth best team in the East isn't a a, a decree of Boston. It's just that it Boston, it, two um, through five it's, in the East are really close to each yeah, other. It's
1: absolute slander. Um, can it's, we talk about the the little kid who got the hug in on the girl?
0: Oh, what's this? I, I do I know about this? You you didn't see like the
1: the. A young teenage boy who took the opportunity to hug the girl next to him. Um, No, I don't think I know about this (laughs) during the game. Oh, it was fantastic!
0: And he hugged. What would I look up on Twitter to find it? Boston uh, uh, Celtics uh, uh, boy hug hug. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Let's see. Uh, Um,
1: Context: This kid had waited the whole game. He had game planned around. He was going to hug this girl and he did it and then he exhaled and it was magnificent
0: <laughs> okay let's see if i can find oh here we go i think i found it okay mm-hmm. so this kid oh i see ah ah i mean no, yeah. um... you need to
1: watch the exhale the exhale is the whole thing
0: okay let me watch it again let's see uh oh there... okay i see the exhale i see the exhale okay so he was he was prepared for that. That kid's got to be what, like 15 years old, probably. Yeah. 15
1: ish. He, he game planned around that, didn't he?
0: He did probably game plan around that. He had been prepared as someone who was once a socially awkward 15 year old. He was definitely. Game. By the way, how does he and his his friends? I, there's there's two girls there of relatively the same age. So I assume they're going together as a group. How do they get those kinds of tickets to that basketball game? White guy. Well, <laughs> white, 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 white. There were so many white people in the crowd in Boston. I would just like to throw that out there. There were so many white people in that crowd. I would and say that
1: daddy, daddy gave him the tickets.
0: Could be mommy. It's twenty twenty two. Could be mommy.
1: Mommy's oh. going to be disappointed that he took those two girls.
0: <laughs> I, I assume there was a parent somewhere there. At the same time, they also had to pay a lot of money. Uh, by the way, while we're talking about other stuff that happened in the crowd, did you see John ja Morant's dad during game one? No, I did finals? not. You know who I did see? Usher. She? <laughs> <laughs> I legit thought it was Usher. I legit thought if it you was, didn't Usher when I saw was Usher. If think
1: that was Usher, then you don't know who Usher is. I was <gasps> like, um, what is Usher doing on the floor?
0: I 100% thought it was Usher. 100% thought John ja Morant's dad was Usher. By the way, John ja Morant's dad is probably still in his 40s and I have to say that dude that dude is he's going to age so wonderfully. That man, it, that man oh my was, gosh. Oh,
1: that dude was honestly like fire emojis. Fire emojis. Oh my gosh. Like, he wasn't like Usher aged badly. He was like prime Usher Burn hot.
0: (laughs) Okay. I need to send you this photo because I looked Uh, up his dad to see what age he was. And I forgot that his dad went up on stage with him during the NBA draft and had the most. The first time we learned about his dad was the amazing outfit his dad wore to the NBA draft. I sent you a photo of it. It is impeccable. It is impeccable the outfit that his dad wore to the NBA draft. And again, this is an audio medium. So I will try and describe it. It is okay. a, it is a full three piece suit with a, a fedora that is, it's got like red wrapped around the top of it. He he looks like he's like a mobster in the 1970s yep. is kind of what I'm getting the vibe of.
1: Yeah. His pocket square looks like it has a photo of the family on it.
0: Yep, he's got a pin, but I can't really tell what the pin has on it.
1: It's it's all just fantastic, everything about it,
0: all great. It's all great. Anyway, uh, whatever.
1: He in that he looks like he looks like he's playing dress up in that photo. In when he's on the court, he looked like Usher
0: yeah d- dude he i thought it was 100 usher I, I i never looked it up because i didn't think much of it because i didn't follow up on twitter until later i just assumed watching the broadcast that it was usher i was like oh is usher from memphis is usher from minnesota like i'm not 100 percent sure uh and apparently he is indeed uh he was raised in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So if you had Googled this, it was presumable that maybe Usher is pulling up to a Memphis Grizzlies game because he is from Tennessee. So maybe, (laughs) you know what? Maybe. Yeah. You could have with, with reasonable doubt, you could have said that it was Usher. It was, it was so perfect. It was so funny. (laughs) I'm also falling was, in love with Timberwolves. So he was so hot. I was. You know what? Let's not let's not push, let's not let's not what around this. No. Ja hey, Morant's dad could dreams. get this. Ja mm. Morant's dad could get this.
1: He could he, he can anytime, anywhere. He'll get this. <laughs> Go ahead. He is the Zaddy of my dreams. He can't that be that a
0: Zaddy. He can't be a Zaddy. He's probably he, like 40 <laughs> years old. He can't he, be a Zaddy. He a Zaddy. He's your age. I'm not foot. Fuck you, Kyle. (laughs) Fuck you.
1: (laughs) You're an asshole. Not 40.
0: T Morant is his name. Let's see. That's this has to be a parody account, but there it looks like he does have a Twitter account. Um, but I think this is a joke because it just has his dad as a profile photo, but, yeah, and it was made in 2020. So I assume it's just a fake Twitter account, but yeah, still. Not real. I mean, it does have a photo at the Grizzlies game. In fairness, he does. He did take a photo at the Grizzlies game. So it's possible. Um, mm-hmm. i
1: it do not sure. Asha.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look up, look up at Asha. <laughs> that's so good uh anyways yeah i'm falling in love with the timberwolves man i'm falling in love with anthony edwards the ant man uh uh, it was it was so good i mean listening
1: to Bomani talk about anthony edwards
0: Bomani, Bomani never is like that. It's funny to hear him talk like that about the Ant Man, and that's not even the reason I love the Ant Man. I love the Ant Man because that dude is like—I guess the best way to put it is like Westbrook. But if Westbrook could shoot, like that seems to be the direction that the Ant Man is headed towards. Like that guy can be a generational talent from Minnesota, and. You know how I, I mean, I've talked about this before, how I like am drawn to losers in sports. Like I really, really love losers. Um, Minnesota is like the ultimate loser. And so seeing them have nice things and see, it it started when they jumped on the table and did that whole celebration. Like when they did that, I'm like, yes, yes, do that. Talk your shit, do it. When, yeah. be- when I, I Beverly like, I ripped like, off the jersey It was perfect I like
1: hearing Bo Marnie talk about Ant-Man Because he talks about like He talks about how Ant-Man's been here before And and like He's adamant that Ant-Man's been here before Like he's an old soul And that's why Bo likes him so much
0: <laughs> well, I mean he's kind of an old soul The internet points out how much he might be Michael Jordan's secret child So <laughs> Yes
1: he, he was obsessed with how Ant man called
0: someone jack <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah anthony edwards it's kind of like the chris whittingham thing where whittingham identifies as a 43 year old british man yeah. i think that's kind of where the ant man territory is is that like he's 20 years old he's literally my age and yet he identifies as a uh, he identifies as a 35 year old from atlanta
1: <laughs> yep yeah, and that's right up bozelli Exactly. I, I think Barry's a bit of an old soul.
0: A little bit of an old soul. Uh yeah, Anthony Edwards is younger than me. That makes me feel weird. <laughs> and it's, I, it's I,
1: odd. It's odd when when these people start coming through and they're younger than you, and you're like, oh wow.
0: Oh, that's happening now with um, yeah. with basketball because of the, the draft classes and stuff. Like um I remember remember the whole LeVar ball thing. <laughs> remember that whole Lavar ball thing that we used to care about a lot? Um <laughs> when that whole Lavar thing was happening and they got like a television show and shit like that. Um, I remember everyone was talking about how LaMelo might be the best one of the group. And he was literally in my, this was when I was in 10th grade and he was literally in the 10th grade. And I was like, Oh shit, he's our age. That's kind of weird. And now he's like in his second year in the league. And I'm like, Oh shit, he's my age. How weird is that? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it, it comes for you quickly. They and then all of a sudden they heaps younger than you and you're like, Wow,
0: where'd that go? Yeah. One day you look up, Calvin Johnson's going in the hall of fame and you're like, What the fuck? How did that happen? I've watched his literally his entire career. How mm-hmm. the fuck is that happening? Yeah gonna start happening a lot the the stars of my childhood are gonna go in the hall of fame and i'm gonna be like uh what how (laughs) who
1: yeah one day you're sneaking into a nightclub to see the football players you like and the next day they're retiring and you're like whoa
0: yeah but like like bomani said then you become the old guy at the club
1: yeah like john Morant's dad (laughs)
0: john dad john Morant's dad has has what we call zaddy energy although i always thought the zaddy was like big the 50 to 60 zaddy range
1: energy no uh, no bze zaddy. no bze <laughs> big z um no that's not true because mike mike gives us zaddy energy
0: Yeah, Mike Ryan, Mike Ryan talks like he's older than he is, though, like Mike Ryan is only like 36, though, I think so. No, he's
1: not. He's older than that, I think.
0: Maybe I thought he said he'd been working there since he was 18, and that was like 18 years ago. So I thought he was 36, but maybe he's only 35.
1: No, he's older than that. I thought he was like 38.
0: You know what? Anyway, whatever. Maybe, maybe,
1: whatever. Zaddy energy?
0: Zaddy energy. I I don't think I understand Zaddy's correctly. Like
1: I, no. I okay. thought Zaddy was
0: like They're could be old you. enough to be your grandpa. No, ew. Which, no. in fairness, no, never mind. I guess actually, John ja Morant's dad is a grandpa, so I guess mm-hmm. he, he does have Zaddy energy. That's not what it is. It's not. Not to me. Okay, that's fair enough. I guess. Uh, yeah, John moran's dad is a grandpa, so I guess he does. I guess it's just a young, I guess I associate people having kids at 25 and then their kids will have kids at 25. So I guess I think like 50s and 60s, but you can be a zaddy in your or you can be a grandpa in your 40s. I think Snoop Dogg was a grandpa at like 45 or something, so yeah, wow. I'm always baffled that Snoop dog's only 50 years old, but shout out to a,
1: Snoop Dogg, and he's very yeah.
0: Yep, that is true. Shout out Snoop Dogg on 420. Remember, we used to make those 420 jokes. I remember when I first started Comical Sports, Rest in Peace. It was like 2017. Everyone was like the Roger Goodell is like God is watching you on 420. It's like, now we just don't care. We moved really quick on that. I'm glad we moved really quick on that, that we're not making the 420 jokes anymore. We're not we're not repressed souls anymore. I am. You are you're a repressed soul. You're the stay I live off a, the wheel. I,
1: I live in a country of repressed souls. It's not a legal country yet. of repressed oh, yeah.
0: souls. British rejects.
1: Hmm. Um. What? Yeah. It
0: wasn't Australia originally a prison colony for Britain?
1: Uh, yeah. Doesn't make us rejects. It makes us criminals.
0: Yeah. Fair enough.
1: We are... Whatever they wish they were us losers. Imagine, imagine living in such a grey, morbid place and sending the bad people to paradise. Pfft, idiots.
0: Yeah, that's funny. I was gonna say I live in Sacramento, so you know, <laughs> Sacramento is uh, Sacramento uh, I'm I'm glad I moved to Sacramento because now I have more losers to root for. And when those losers are busy being losers, I can fall in love with the Minnesota Timberwolves because they are also losers. But at the very least. They now have three top 50 players in the NBA, which if you have three top 50 players in the NBA, you can be the Utah Jazz and go five consecutive years, never making it past the second round, but always making the playoffs.
1: I used to want good things for the Utah Jazz till they did Joe Ingles dirty. Now I don't care about them.
0: Good news. The Utah Jazz will always have pain. The pain will always be. Them and the Hawks. (laughs) Them, the Hawks and the Nuggets, all of them. I'm like, you should have gone all in when you had the chance. You should have tried cowards. to go all in. Cowards. Cowards, all of you. You should have traded for Bradley Beal. To hell with the draft picks. You should have all traded for Bradley Beal when you had the chance. You're all cowards. All Bradley
1: Beal. He's a good man, Bradley Beal.
0: Bradley Beal is a good man, and he deserved to go lose in the second round with the Utah Jazz.
1: Yeah, I like Bradley Beal. He celebrates his successes of Jason Tatum all the time. They're friends. I like it. Good man. I
0: like Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal has decided that he's okay just collecting his paychecks and being on the shitty Wizards. But that's okay. The shizzeds. Shizzards. Mm -hmm. I do like Kyle Kuzma becoming a Twitter personality, even though he's not a Laker anymore, because the... The thing that people don't realize about the Lakers is that they're incredibly formulaic. Like people, Lakers fans have gotten lazy on Twitter where it's like, we're going to find someone to scapegoat all of our problems and we're Mm going to have LeBron and then we're going to have a white guy that we all fall in love with. And when it's not a white guy, it's Talon Horton Tucker. And Mm -hmm. then we're going to we're going to hate Talon Horton Tucker and. We're going to avidly defend Kuzma. And we're going to win a championship with Kuzma. Then we're going to hate Kuzma. Then we're going to trade Kuzma. Then we're going to love Dennis Schroeder. Then we're going to hate Dennis Schroeder. Then we're going to trade him. And then we're going to love Taylor Norton Tucker. No, we and then we're it. going to hate him. I get it. We yeah. Get it. Yeah. So I like Kuzma, even though he's in the the purgatory of Washington, which is not quite the same as the Charlotte Hornets purgatory, but in the purgatory of Washington. I like that At he's least still he gets trying to, to be
1: there with Bradley Beal.
0: With his beloved Bradley Beal. And his Contavious Caldwell Pope.
1: Hey, and, the hyphen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Contavius Caldwell Pope and the $50 million he stole from the Los Angeles Lakers.
1: I love that. Good for you, hyphen. Um, I, yeah. Brandon Ingram, good at basketball. <laughs> Just yeah. At the end.
0: Brandon Ingram playing his second playoff game tonight. Good for Good Brandon for him. Erick. Yeah, I like bringing um, that up all the time. Is that Brandon Ingram over, never played a playoff game until this year?
1: Over under on um, Zion. Z- Z- did you see Zion's necklace?
0: I did see Zion's necklace, <laughs> although I didn't see it originally. I had to go back after seeing it on Bomani's podcast. Yeah,
1: I am. Um, I didn't. I didn't see it on the broadcast. I just saw the glitter of it out of the corner of my eye from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> that that thing sparkled. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love Zion. If you were going to ask a Pelicans-related question, this is the best they can do with a core of C.J. McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, and Brandon Ingram. This is the best that that team can possibly be, which is the eighth seed in the Western Conference. But if you add Zion, then good things could happen to you because Zion is special. Yeah. I I, Uh, I hope hope
1: for good things to Zion.
0: I do too because it's going to be very fun if he's great at basketball. And by yeah. the way, we're we're 3 months away from finding out if he's actually pissed at the Pelicans or not because he will yeah. sign that Supermax or he will not. We'll yeah, find I'm, out. I'm,
1: not, I'm just I'm just not sure if it was good for Nike of him bursting out of that shoe.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'll Goodbye. say I'll say we still talk about it to this day. So <laughs>
1: um the system cyclones. Can we talk about them and the hostile takeover that occurred on the weekend? I,
0: I gotta, I gotta say something that's quite unpopular with the the Lebatard show community. It's not my favorite bit in the world.
1: Why? It,
0: it, it's just one highlight. It's the, first of all, I like the idea that they're keeping highlight alive. If you're going to use your resources, at least do that. At the same time, shouldn't they the be doing good that- things for their community? I like the doing good things for the community. I just think the bit mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of premise to it. It's like, oh, Chris Cody is going to be an owner and he's going to do all the stereotypical owner stuff. And now Mike Ryan wants to, to have a hostile takeover of the team. But Chris Cody's like not even acknowledging that that's the case with Mike Ryan. And he's I'm on like, a cruise.
1: He can't yeah, but he also he's on a cruise. He has no Internet. He's had his team taken from him.
0: Well, he also posted the what's the funniest thing from the Sports Weekend tweet. So clearly he has Internet access.
1: You can schedule a tweet.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Still, I am. Uh, I, I'm not loving the somebody. Bit, there's
1: as somebody who's paid for Internet access on a cruise. I can guarantee you, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waste of money.
0: Uh, it's, it's just not my favorite bit. It's not my favorite bit in the world. I I think it's, it's fine. I know some people really, really like it and they want to really invest in the highlight thing. And I like that sheets and giggles guys getting involved because sheets and giggles gave us money one time and we got 75% off our wonderful eucalyptus sheets by sheets and giggles. I'm no longer being paid to say that, but I'm still a fan. Um, I like that part of it, but there's not just a whole, the, the, the bit kind of wore thin after the first weekend, After the first weekend, they didn't really have much left. To, to squeeze out of the joke it felt like what if they're just helping the community that part's cool but as a Levitard Go. show bit i know it's quite popular and it's not super popular for me
1: well uh, it's not all about you i, I, I think it's good for the community good for community good for highlight Daniel okay, thank
0: you. You have checkmated me, Morgan. There, there's how can I clap back on? Yes, it's good for the community. I yes, they are doing good work in charity and their community. I'm sorry I can't that a, say
1: a, I, a Miami-based Miami show that cares about the people of Miami is doing something for Miami, and you're not getting the bit in Sacramento. Wow.
0: Yes. Okay. You win. Yes, I think that doing good things for your community is a good thing. Sorry, I, I'm not going to cross that line. I, 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 you, you have checkmated me. I'm not going to say that uh, it is bad for the community. It is bad good. to do nice things for your community. No, feels you are good. correct. You, you are planting your well, like, like they always say, when everyone zigs, or wait, when everyone zags, you also zag. Uh, so you are planting your flag on the easiest stance with the straw man yeah. right there.
1: All right, zag
0: straw man okay yeah. I, I still don't know what highlight is <laughs> i i don't really either but it's it, it was fun to watch the last play of them clinching the championship the it seemed fun i don't know how the rules work but it seemed kind of fun it looked like um like it's that pickleball game things. you played
1: it seems to be weird horns
0: yeah i remember seeing something similar like a plastic smaller version of that that you would play in um in like pe in like fifth grade but i i don't know that specific type exactly those things look mm. gigantic that they were throwing yeah,
1: they're huge Anyway, it looks
0: it looks cool yeah i agree it looked quite cool uh let's see how my beloved ant-man is doing uh Minnesota Timberwolves. It is six to five, Minnesota wow. in the NBA TV Classic. Minnesota, oh, but, and Memphis. but
1: what about the the Atlanta Hawks?
0: What I think it's at halftime right now, but uh, oh the Hawks yeah, halftime. Were...
1: It's the Heat by two at halftime.
0: Yes, it is the Heat by two at halftime. Who is putting up big numbers besides Trey Young? Trey Young. Young
1: has eighteen, and Hunter has eleven. Nice. The um, turtles got for the Heat the. Uh, Jimmy Butler has 21.
0: Shout out Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent putting up big numbers. The, the Heat got a little cocky. Big, they used no, up no, the no, Duncan no, no. Robinson big, big game num- already. Big,
1: big numbers have to be double digits. Eight is not big numbers.
0: Eight eight points. Uh, I guess he played 12 minutes. I guess you're right. That's that's fair. Um, yeah. they, the Shut heat down used Butler a,
1: and, and you've got him here, Atlanta. Do
0: it. Yeah. I was going to say the Heat used up the Duncan Robinson game already. They got a little <laughs> cocky early on in the series. They already yeah. used up their one Duncan Robinson game.
1: They're waiting for the Tyler Hero game now.
0: Yep, they're waiting. I, uh, Tyler Hero could give you two. I think Tyler Hero now could give you two. I know he gave you the business in that one series in the bubble against Boston, but Tyler well, Hero is giving them make- eight
1: points today, so he ain't giving anyone the business today.
0: No, you're correct. He ain't giving them the business. But this is the Jimmy Butler game, apparently. This mm-hmm. this is the one where Jimmy Butler carries them to victory, going mono-y-mono with Trey Young, who, wow. again, they're also in that camp. They You know, the Hawks should have traded for Bradley Beal when they had the chance. They didn't do it. I'm very sad about that.
1: Hmm.
0: Remember oh, remember when Boston remember. fans wanted to trade Jalen Brown for John Collins and Gallinari? No, that, remember, that is not true. That remember when that true. was a thing?
1: No. <laughs> Boston fans did not want to split up what we have. Thank you.
0: Some of them did. Some of them definitely did. Yeah, well, not me. Y- y'all are going to play revisionist history on that one because well, you guys no, were a you... playing team at the start of the season and y'all were ready to just blow it up.
1: No, I was not. I was never. You were not. You were. Con- you were
0: steadfast and consistent. I'm saying there. Many people are <laughs> saying.
1: That's me. Smart basketball minds. <laughs> <laughs> Smart smart basketball minds like myself were steadfast and consistent, and I've never been called such things in my life.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are steadfast and consistent on the, again, the easiest possible stance of Jalen Brown is very good at basketball, which of course you don't trade Jalen Brown. Why would you trade a 22, a 23, 24, 23, 24? Why would you trade an all star in his early 20s who's under team control for five years? Why would you ever do that?
1: Justin he's Tatum's
0: 19. Still- oh, my God. Oh, see- he's only 19. He's he was old- only
1: 19. Like, to see the... Oh, oh jealous hate fans. They make me sick.
0: I was, I was, of- I was surprised when uh, they were talking... I saw the internet was going off on this yesterday. I was surprised Donovan Mitchell's in his fifth season. Like, it feels like just yesterday I was buying his rookie jacket, which I have in my closet. Uh, It feels like only yesterday he was battling Ben Simmons for the MVP. And now Ben Simmons is is a mess of a player with mental health issues who choked away a playoff game and is now, for some reason, one of the most hated basketball players in America. And Donovan Mitchell is like worldwide, worldwide place, worldwide, worldwide. That is correct. Ben Simmons, one of the most hated basketball players worldwide. And Donovan Mitchell is like getting close to the place when you leave in free agency.
1: Yeah. But I'm all here for hating Ben Simmons, but form an orderly line behind me because I did it first.
0: Yeah, you did. You were ahead of the curve. You were it's all of a sudden it became unpopular to or it became popular to hate Ben Simmons and you were like trying to get your praises and they were like, "Nah, we've already moved past this.
1: I don't care. Whatever you form a line behind me because I hated him first.
0: All right. Anything else you're interested in basketball? Do you care about the Warriors series?
1: No. Um Oh, I'm. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just loving the whole thing. I'm loving all of it.
0: I do too. I I'm love thoroughly. All of it.
1: Thoroughly enjoying it. So this time, I guess we'll see where we sit next week. I guess Go so. basketball.
0: Go sports. Sports. More sports. More sports. <laughs> More sports next. Tyler Hero for three. Bang. No, that wasn't Tyler Hero. That was Max Struess. Hey, Max Ooh. Struess, 11 points now. Max Ooh. Struess had himself a half.
1: Wow. Mrs. Levitard will be going off.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, the other Mrs. Levitard, the, the mama Levitard.
1: Uh, not Valerie. I would call Valerie Valerie. Mrs. Levitard. <laughs>
0: Struess, 11 points. Big game. Wow. Became stress. Yeah, putting up buckets.
1: <laughs> Maxi
0: Buckets. Maxi Buckets. No, that's the guy on the 76ers. Maxi Buckets is the guy on the 76ers. No. no, no, no. No.
1: I don't I don't care about the 76ers.
0: Irrelevant. Um, you should. I mean you probably Boston will lose before they get a chance to play them, but still you should care about them. Shut up, Kyle. Nets and that's in six.